Hey, welcome to the Dreamers Pod. Let me start that over again because that was just. I, I'm trying out this new system, so uh, let me start over by saying, "Hey, welcome to the Dreamers Podcast." Uh, I'm your host Joe Pardo, and uh, as always, I'm joined by my co-host Matt. He's waving, even though you can't see him. All he's just off camera. Uh, that's that's by design, uh, actually, but that's okay. Um, what's what's going on, Matt? Well, it's it's been a busy week. I've uh, been was I should say cranking out a lot of sales on uh, on Amazon, but things have unfortunately slowed down. Hopefully, that won't stay that way for too long because I just cataloged another hundred items that I put on my my store page, and uh, I've noticed that some of the things are well, they've been sitting there for a while. So I'm going to go adjust some prices, but <laughs> you know, overall, it's been good. I'm hoping this doesn't uh, signal a um, permanent stop because it's been nice to really you know get rid of all this junk that i'm not using and uh you know it's it's a lot of work but uh ultimately worth it because you know it's just uh that storage unit it's great short term but it's not getting any cheaper no <laughs> no and oh so so yeah hashtag everything pays rent yep uh and and obviously you need to be making money out of your storage unit and or getting the use out of it and right now you're not so you're getting unloading all of the stuff that you have so that's that's awesome hashtag 31 <laughs> concepts hashtag everything pays rent exactly uh as always we uh we're here on monday recording live on facebook live this week uh i actually have the the some things going on where it's like we have it so it actually sounds good it's not from my phone uh it's not at some weird angle it's like on my webcam we got the nice little lower third going on it's pretty neat magic going on little little magic i, I think i made the money symbol but but it was <laughs> like i was supposed to be like throwing sparks from my from my hands like like i was on a stage in uh in vegas or something it could be sparks or dollar bills either way <laughs> no dollar bills would be like this oh true, true. yeah no that, that would be dollar bills <laughs> way way different um so yeah so uh it, this is pretty awesome and also because of this we're going to be posting these up on face or on youtube on the new super joe pardo youtube channel uh that's dedicated to just dreamers podcast and uh i haven't come up with a name yet but like something like dreamers tube or something i don't know it's all youtube so it's the dreamers youtube channel um and you can get there from super joe slash tube t-u-b like in as in youtube Oh man, it was it's been such an amazing week uh for me. Like <laughs> uh, well first I, there's so much that's happened. So let me let me go back cuz I have a whole list of topics here that I want to get through and I will totally get to the parts about me. Uh but this week uh on episode and I forgot I meant to mention this episode at the beginning, uh the episode number because I haven't done, been doing this and I and I really want to start doing it. It's episode 233 of the Dreamers podcast. It's uh, it's only climbing, it ain't going down. Just like your, just like your rent. <laughs> yeah. So what's you know, what is your big plan for episode two fifty? Because I know you have something. Oh, something uh, worked out, something brewing. It's, like, it's, it's okay. You don't have to tell us now. Just, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to reveal too much just, just yet, Matt. Just you know, don't want to give it all away. You know, it's I gotta, I gotta. No, no, not yet. Give Soon. Us, give everybody a little preview. Just getting you excited. <laughs> 
Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll do something for 250. I think 250 is a good number to, to have a celebration, especially since we only do these once a week now, though, with the with the Dreamers podcast, YouTube extravaganza show, whatever it winds up being called. Um, it, you know, I, I, I uh, it's going to add a lot of numbers to my to what I'm doing because I'm really going to be focusing a lot on that. Like the podcast is great, but right. having this content with the video and being able to expand into that YouTube um, demographic is going to be absolute. I think it's going to be actually really big for me because I, I think we want to work really, really hard on making that um, that part of what I do. <sighs> so episode two thirty three. I'm going to be interviewing later on after the jump after Matt and I get done here live streaming. By the way, if you're not watching this on t- on t- I almost said Tuesday. If you're not watching this on Monday, uh, it's it, if you want to start watching this on the Facebook Live. I just switched up um, how I'm doing it. So it's on facebook.com slash super Joe Pardo, like everything else. So you go there, you're going to get all the Facebook lives. You're going to get all the posts that I've been doing, um, all the YouTube episodes that I do for, for the dreamers tube or whatever it ends up calling being called being called that all of those will be there. So, uh, so yeah, you definitely want to go there like that page would really appreciate it. Looking forward to getting more interaction going on that page and really just continuing to build that up, uh, going forward. So, uh, Kim Barrett is a social media, I don't know, expert, like mostly specializing in Facebook. He's done amazing things. He's a best-selling author. He's got, he's got a lot of accolades. So make sure you stay after the jump, after Matt and I wrap up here on the live show, here on YouTube, here on Facebook Live, and you can check out the interview with Kim Barrett, all the way from Australia, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah all the way from Australia. I haven't been there yet, but it's, it's on my list. Uh, yeah, it's on my list, too. Uh, one of my previous – I've had quite a few guests, actually, from Australia, some really awesome ones. Um, and I've had some friends that have been there and I, at some point I'd like to get there. Australia, Australia would be, would be pretty cool. I've yet to meet an Australian I didn't like, but then again, I've only met like six of them. So, <laughs> well, I, I would, um, I would be in that same category of meeting Australians that, uh, I, I don't like and how few there are. Mm-hmm. Um, so this week we got to talk about Ali and, and him passing, unfortunately. Right. Uh, it's very sad for not just for people who believe in themselves but for for boxing as a sport um as you know losing legends losing uh, you know pretty much everything right because he he did so much stuff uh outside of just being the greatest of all time in in the ring have you ever watched any ali uh boxing matches i've only ever seen clips i've never watched the full match but, uh, I mean, certainly the guy deserves a legendary status as one of those people where, you know, even if you know nothing about boxing, you've at least heard the name. I mean, you have some idea who he is. And while these days I would say, you know, the boxing sports really been overshadowed by, you know, by MMA and UFC, it's still, uh, you know, it's a big part of that, that sport. Well, I hate to really call it a sport, but it's, it's a big part of that history. Um, like, I mean, the guy was impressive. He was a, he was a great fighter and, uh. You know, he did a lot with his life, uh, you know, in, in and out of the ring. That is true. Very true. Um, you know, it's it's funny because for this for this, it's fun. It's funny to me as as like a fan of. Of like, well, Kanye West. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and how how much of a loud mouth that he can be and all that. <laughs> but the funny thing is, is like this. A lot. Of, it seems like a lot of the same people that love Ali for that. 
hate Kanye West for for like this for being a loudmouth, right? Well, it, it's a little bit different. I mean, like, like Ali, if he was a loudmouth, I mean, obviously the guy could back it up physically. You know? <laughs> Whereas, you know, what can Kanye West do except like say more stuff? <laughs> say yeah. It's say like I said stuff. some things. I got some things I'm gonna say about the things that I said. It's like all right. <laughs> Uh, very politician like I but but not as um politically correct that's for sure oh yeah no definitely not um no I you know with 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 the whole Ali thing I I think it's also more that because it's like people yeah I remember in the time which he was boxing boxing was still like a big big thing like it's it's still a big thing now mm-hmm. uh but it's it's definitely been overshadowed by the, specifically UFC and uh probably other fighting organizations that I'm unaware of but you know, boxing was like still the thing back then. Um, it was the thing that, that, you know, kept Saturday nights and all that. And there's still, I, and I enjoy watching boxing actually. I, I enjoy it a lot. Uh, I don't follow it the probably like the way that some people do or would, or I could or should. Um, but that's okay. Cause it's, it's just, it's, it's just interesting to see like the boxing chess match that gets played out. And that's how I, I look at it. That's mm-hmm. one of the reasons I love baseball is cause it's always, it's like a chess match between the pitcher and the, and the, the, uh, batter. So it's, it's, it's that battle that, that, you know, going back and forth. I mean, it's a shame that they, you know, you have to take a lot of hits to the head. Um, I'm not that I'm not a fan of, but, uh, but it's part of, you know, it comes with the territory of doing something that is like going into it. This is, you you know you're not getting you're not getting thrown in the ring and like oh I didn't realize I was gonna get hit in the head. Well, yeah, but I mean you know I think most of the more interesting sports are physical. Like let's say like football. I mean, can you imagine football if it was like touch football? I mean, it'd be, it'd be boring. Nobody want to watch that. Well, yeah, probably not. Or hockey without the fights. I mean, not that hockey is not interesting. No, hockey needs fighting, but it needs fighting. I, I think it really helps. Uh, I don't, it just it gets your blood going. Plus, it's sort of the anticipation too. Or this might not be a good example, but like NASCAR, like you don't want to see anybody crash, but if somebody does, and we hope they walk away from it, it is definitely exciting to see, you know, cars blowing up and flames shooting all over the place and <laughs> tires rolling across the field. Uh, yeah, I well, uh, well, yeah, well, with with um, fighting does add a a, a unique dynamic. Specifically to to hockey that that other sports. Yeah, don't I mean, it's get. like the old gladiator arenas. It's like people aren't getting killed. You know, it's just uh, <laughs> just, just punching. Well, each in other. some cases they might. Uh, on uh, <clears throat> since we're live, we're live streaming on Facebook Live. Uh, Jason Nordoff, who was a guest on the show like way back when, and was also here uh, for the one live one yeah, the one year anniversary show. Uh, he was saying that my he was commenting on my drink glass being too big. Apparently, <laughs> I guess it's. It's like the size of my head. This actually isn't really a drinking glass. This is, um, uh, it, it, it's a it's a Nutribullet cup. I just about to say that. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's not actually a drinking glass, <laughs> but I use it because it's so big um, that I, I can fit enough water for for Joe. Well, you're supposed to drink as much water as, as can fit in a glass the size of, size of your head, right? Isn't that the? Uh... I yeah, sure. I, I'll go. We'll go with that. That's the accepted uh, knowledge. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um. So yeah, so it's a shame Ali passed, um, mm. but yeah, it's, I don't know what to say. Yeah, what it's, is it's that on the floor? Definitely, definitely been a year of that. I mean, you know, Ali, Prince, uh, Bowie, um, I guess China. If you're a fan of wrestling, I mean, uh, and there's a couple others I've missed, but I don't know, man. It's not not a good year for celebrities. No, no, it's definitely not. Um, 
Oh, so so uh, so we went. Paul got married. Yeah, For anyone who doesn't yeah. know, Paul Dariano, who was on. Dude, I think he was on like episode like sixteen. I was gonna look it up before the start of the show. Oh, I, you know what? I probably should have. I feel bad now, but you know, it's not like he's probably watching because he's on his honeymoon right now. So yeah, he's got which is which is too, super cool. They're going down the Bermuda and stuff, Bermuda, Bermuda, and and uh, doing excursions and stuff on a cruise. So that's that's awesome. Uh, he was here like I don't know, not that he was on the show not that long ago. Remember, we were playing uh, movie buff with yes. Justin yes. uh, Purvis's episode. And yeah, so that uh, it's cool. He you know got married. It was a wonderful time. Um, and when we were there, I actually got a lot of people came up to me, and uh, they were they were quite happy like to watch the, these like these live streams and stuff like that. And and I was surprised at how many people were like, yeah, I heard about you through Paul, or I heard about you through somebody else. And I, you know what? I guessed it right. It was episode number sixteen that Paul was interviewed on way back in. Um, actually, I don't think I have dates turned on, so I don't know what date this was. But it was it was definitely a long time ago. Um, that's, that's flattering. I mean, this, you know, are these people you, you sort of know, or are these just like strangers that are coming to you like, oh, hey, I know your voice, or I recognize you from the video? Uh, some of them. Some of them I knew. Some of them I didn't know, but I knew mm-hmm. the people that told them okay. about it. So, you know, so, so I, I got to give a shout out to my, my boy, Scott. He... Uh, <laughs> He, he's, he's been watching these on uh, Facebook Live. And again, you can watch these on Facebook Live. If you're not watching it on Mondays, tune in on Facebook.com slash Super Joe Pardo. And actually, um, I think – I'm going to check this right now while we're, while we're streaming here. I think that my website actually picks it up now too and puts it right up on the, in the blog. So I'm going to check that right now. Hmm. No, it doesn't look like it picked it up. So I'm going to have to – had to get on that and find out why I didn't pick up my this episode, but um, but yeah. So shout out to Scott. I th- I appreciate him watching and, and listening and uh, learning some stuff and and you know we're we're always having fun here. Uh, yeah, man, it's not even in the drafts. That's so weird. Uh, I'm gonna have to. Oh, maybe because the I changed the link to, to Facebook.com/slash/SuperJoePardo instead of yeah. That might that probably is what did it. So, uh. Yeah, it was awesome. Had a great time at the wedding. Got to see a bunch of people that I hadn't seen in a long time. Actually, some people I really hadn't seen in quite a long time. So it was really good. Um, enjoyed enjoyed the food. Enjoyed enjoyed everything. Yeah, it was, it was great. It was great getting to be a part of uh, a part of his wedding for sure. Okay, so uh, now on to some of the things about me and what I got going on. So for anyone who didn't see, I'm speaking at the United Nations. Now, for anyone that doesn't know, that is actually in New York City. I've had quite a few people, um, I, I, don't, I guess unfortunately, ask me, oh, what country is that in? Or where is that? Or, you know, questions like that. And, and there's nothing wrong. Like... I get it. Like it's not it's not like a normal thing that you would maybe know or bring up mm-hmm. or something to that effect. But I would say you should probably know where the United Nations is. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's like I, like if you said, "Oh, I'm speaking at the White House," I mean, people would know where you were. But United Nations actually, are... maybe not probably as many people as you might think. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. I'm sh- I think that should be. It should be synonymous, right? Like it should be like, oh, it's common knowledge. Where is that? Well, it's in the District of Columbia. Well, where is that? In like Virginia, Maryland area. Um. So, (laughs) 
Yeah, so actually, well, I, what I don't expect people to know is that John Rockefeller was the one, that, or I don't know if it was actually John Rockefeller, but one of the Rockefellers donated the land for the United Nations to be built on. Like, that's a, there you go, that's a bit of knowledge. You learn something new every day. If you didn't know that, you're welcome. I should, I pointed at Matt, but I, I, I should have been pointing at the camera for that one. Um, yeah, so I'll be speaking at a technology conference uh, about the power of podcasting. And and I'm super pumped. It's in it's next month, so I you know be looking out for pictures and stuff like that coming coming real soon, uh, real real soon actually. Uh, so I got to get on like building those slides <laughs> and and making that speech up because um, po- podcasting is powerful. I mean that's one of the reasons that, that we're here, Matt. That's one of the reasons why these people are these awesome people are watching us right now. So shout out to people that are watching right now, like Brent Basham is watching and i'm like swatting fruit flies or something away from me and you would see this on the on camera if you're you know but if you're listening on tuesday uh you know or or after the you know after tuesday when on the podcast you wouldn't see that so definitely want to get on the live stream uh let's see i'll be speaking this weekend on sunday uh at the kiddiepreneur expo up in freehold new jersey uh it's all kid entrepreneurs there's going to be like 500 some people there apparently Hmm. I'm super pumped. I brought in a whole bunch of books. Uh, I actually ordered like 200 books just for the event so that I could tell them. In fact, I've been meaning to shoot a Facebook Live video because just behind me, and I'll back up for the people watching on Facebook Live, you can see these boxes right behind me I'm pointing at. And, you know, so I'm, I'm super pumped to, to get some books out there, get to, you know, pump up these kids and motivate them to go chase after their dreams and chase after things that people tell them that it's just not possible um, because it probably is possible, but it's not possible if you sit there and spitball about reasons why it can't be possible. There's just problems and obstacles that you have to overcome. And that's, you know, that's the message that I want to bring to these kids that um, they shouldn't let anybody slow them down or, or get in the get in the basically get in their way it's hard right because i want to be like yeah um forget the rules so a rule book out the window in fact (laughs) i should bring a book that says rules on it and i should literally just i'm gonna probably just throw it across the stage (laughs) and tell it to get the heck out of here rules because in this world you know the reason we have things the reason we have these mics the reason we have facebook live the reason that we have facebook and my you know well back when myspace was a thing before yeah the internet in general is because people didn't listen to what was capable before they they laid the plant they laid the groundwork to go forward not to just sit around and wait for something to come to them so that's and that's one of the reasons why we're here that's one of the reasons that we're recording right now is because i didn't just sit around and wait for something to come to me i'm going out and getting it myself i almost knocked my cup over i'm gonna move that out of the way um yeah so i I'm, I'm super pumped about speaking to those kids and getting them you know hyped up to to go and and change change the world and, and solve problems that i i can't i don't even see you know on my day to day Whew, man yeah podcasting is great i mean it's the one thing that really got me to stop listening to the radio a because i just got tired of the commercials and b I wasn't able to listen to the kind of content that i was interested in i mean who wants to hear the same song over and over and over again even, even news channels, it's like, you know, if there's a particular topic I'm interested in that's relevant right now, they're usually talking about the weather or, or you know, like... Uh, Traffic on the uh, twos. Right, it's like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I want just, just just get to the point. I want just the relevant material. I don't care about all the fluff. You know, if I want the fluff, I'll Google it. Yeah, you, well, yeah. I mean, not everybody will Google, uh, Google it and... Um, <laughs> 
Speaking of which, I, you know that you know. Let me Google that for you. Dot com exists, right? Oh yeah, no, I've. It's it's actually it's really mean. So if you haven't if you it haven't is, used this before, yeah. I feel like I should pull it up, but I I, I don't I don't want to um, mess up my my screen the way I have it. Um, maybe next week I'll, I'll set this up. But basically, what it'll do is it'll create a GIF file of somebody going and t- to google.com and like clicking on the little search box and typing in literally what you, your question is and clicking search. And then after it shows that video, it brings you to the Google search that you, you know, wanted. So it's like, it's a really, um, snarky, a snarky, very snarky, yeah. snarky way of, uh, Googling something or answering somebody's question. I wanted to use it this weekend, actually, because somebody had asked me. They said they texted me and said, "What's the address to to the place that Paul's getting married to?" And I'm like, "Dude, it's if you Google it, it's it'll you, it'll give you the answer." So I'm like, "Should I should I do that? Should I send it?" And I was like, "I was going to," and and then they're like, "No, no, that person's too nice. Don't don't do that." And I'm like, "But literally, all they had to do is Google it. But maybe they didn't know the name of the place. I don't know." So if they didn't know the name and you know, whatever, but trying to be nice, that's, that's what it's all about being nice and doing right for others and, and all that happy stuff. But I would say, uh, <laughs> that I wanted to, Oh, I, I totally wanted to just, just for the last. Oh, I like, bet. Let me Google that for you. Uh, Oh, so today I went, and this is going to go into something that I actually was taught. I was trying to explain to my dad about personal branding earlier today. And I, don't think that he really got it um but uh, but but the stuff i was saying to him i felt was really good and i kind of wish i had a camera mm. to be like facebook living it so I, or at least recording it so i could throw it up on like my youtube channel afterwards but so i'll try to re-emulate what what was said um so i went to hope works in camden new jersey camden new jersey is um routine, routinely on one of like the top three most dangerous cities in america and it's conveniently located about 15 to 20 minutes north of us right outside of philadelphia um now there's some good parts of camden but there's also some very not good parts of camden and so i went um to hope works where they help kids it's a charity it's a non-profit charity organization that helps uh kids and i say kids like 18 well they actually they do help kids but they, they have internships that go from 18 to 22 23 years old and they help they help pay kids uh, to come in and learn how to program, how to web design, how uh, how computers work, and stuff like that. They give them the skills to go forward and make like a career out of it. Or even if it's not a career, at least they get the competence level up in their in their ability to use a computer, so that they could go and get a job and say, you know, can you use a computer? Yes. Yes, I can, and I know how they work, and I understand how they work uh, to a to the degree that a lot of people don't in the workforce. So, so it's really, really awesome. Um, and I, I could say a lot about them. I'm going to be going there on I think it was June 22nd or June 23rd, and speaking to, um, to a lot of the the interns that work there over lunch, which is super exciting. Uh, and then we also settled up that I'll be the the keynote op or the opening keynote speaker for their uh hackathon so what a hackathon is they're, they're gonna have like a hundred plus people there they're gonna have sponsors there they're gonna have lots of uh like youth there all to learn in workshops 
and also to learn together. Um, and I'll also be teaching a workshop on how to use WordPress, mm. which is great because if you don't know, WordPress actually runs 25% of the internet today. So it's the largest, um, it's the largest content delivery system and management system out there on the internet period bar none uh which is actually uh, pretty phenomenal I, I i love wordpress so to go and give a two-hour workshop and a 30-minute key, keynote opening speech to get everybody pumped up i'm super excited i i i'm super grateful for the opportunity so <clears throat> where that comes in is uh so I was talking to my dad about this, like right after the fact. And he was like, wait a second, Joe, 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 you got two speaking gigs right today. I said, yes. He said, you're dressed like that. <laughs> and you, so you went to a place and talked to the president <laughs> like that. And, and like that is exactly what I'm wearing now. A Muppet shirt. Now, if you're on Facebook live, you can see this facebook live.com slash super Joe Pardo, a Muppet shirt with shorts and uh, some red <laughs> Puma sneakers that you can't really see. Hold on, let me just. No, it's not. It's not easy to see, but they're, they're, yeah, it's hard to see. But anyway, yes, yes, I did. I did go there like dressed like this, and there's a very good reason, Matt. Do you know what that reason is? Because you love the Muppets. I do, and that's, that's why reason. I have Muppet shirts. Um, I do love the Muppets. But more importantly, I love the personal brand that I bring to the table, right? So he's like, oh, well, you know, maybe, maybe you shouldn't wear, uh, maybe, you, you know, instead of wearing like a Muppet shirt, uh, maybe you should wear a, uh, like a three piece like a, suit or the three piece suit. Yeah. Three piece <laughs> suit. No, a, a, um, a polo shirt instead. And I'm like, well, Okay, maybe, but I was like, but that takes away from what I, you know, what I bring to the table, right? Right? Like, I'm not for everybody, and that's that's one of the things about like personal branding is you have to realize that as much as you want to be for everybody and you want everybody to like you, or not even everybody, but everybody in your niche, right? Everyone that that you like potentially could be going after as like a client, they're not going to like you, and you're not for everybody. So what you, to me, as a personal brand. What you really need to do is separate yourself from people that are doing similar things like you, right? So, like, there could be three Joe Pardos that show up, and, you know, one of them could have a polo shirt on, one could have a just a T-shirt and jeans on, and then there's me showing up with loud red shoes and a Muppet shirt on. And to me, that is character, right? That You're building a character. And, and on top of that, as I pointed out to him – it's this same exact shirt that's on my website that I that when these people um, and I submitted for my profile picture. So uh, for the United Nations talk, they saw what the, like they saw what it is. This is not the stuffy guy. This isn't the I'm the sharp dressed guy that rolls up in a you know Bentley or something like that. Like that's not this guy, and I don't want stuffy people as clients as people like or that don't at least not stuffy Stuffy's not the right word people that don't get what me and don't get like i had somebody come up to me uh a couple weeks ago and they just like brought their self-doubt to me right they're like well 
how do you make money from a free podcast? And I'm like, if you have to ask. Maybe you should tune in and find out. Yeah, exactly. Maybe you should tune in. That's exactly why Matt's here. Maybe you should tune in and find out. Maybe you should think outside the box a little bit. Maybe, you know, well, first off, don't bring yourself down to me and try to bring me down, right? Like, if you bring yourself down to me, I want to bring you up. But if you're trying to bring me down with yourself down, like, you, you just get away from me. Sorry. Like, this, I, I'm not for everybody. And that's okay, right? So, it's it's tough. Um, it's And it's tough for me. It's something I had to learn. It's not easy to admit that, like, hey, this this glass of water right here, this one that's the size of my head, is not for everybody. But it's for me, and it's for people that are that that are like minded like me. Oh, you, you basically said everything I was going to say. I mean, I was uh, was about to go into that, but you, you sort of uh, took the ball and ran with it. But man, that's how we do here. To reiterate, yeah, what I what I was going to get to is that you know, dressing for success is correct. You always want to dress for success, but it's what what kind of success are you looking for? You're looking for success as a traditional uh, uh, businessman, as like a salesperson. Then yeah, you'd want to go in with a suit or. Are you looking dress to, shirt, right? Or, dress right. Shirt, black or are you looking to present yourself as like, hey, I'm more relaxed, I'm more with it, I'm thinking outside the box. That's why I don't look like Joe here with the polo shirt or you know Joe here with the tuxedo. It's like I'm, I, I stand. <laughs> I, yeah, I rent tuxedos to go right. places anymore. Like that's how I. That's but how the thing I is, like, it. if I was looking at a crowd of people, I like I would immediately hone in on on you. I'm like, why, why is this guy wearing a Muppet shirt? Like, what's what's up with that? Who's this guy? Like. I think you just walk in here at a Muppet shirt in the middle of a business conference. How dare you? And you're right. I, and then I walk up to you and be like, hey, I'm Joe Pardo. Here's my blah, 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 blah. And you're like, oh, that's that's pretty cool. I guess I, uh, unless I let the conclusions in, in my traditional business sense. <laughs> you, ju- like you jumped to conclusions? Yep. Get your jump to conclusions, Matt, yeah. out, Matt, because we're, we're going to use it. I need to check my business privilege and actually like open up my mind. <laughs> Boom! Right there. Yeah. Check your business privilege. I love it. So <laughs> that's that's so South Park. But no, uh, but it does actually. You know, I, I think it's it it stand. It all well, does. It stands out. I mean, it's it's something that not only stands out, but it also really fits into the mold of the Dreamers podcast, where you know we're not looking to present things in in, in the traditional fashion. I can't talk it. I have to live it. And. Yeah, and that's like look at look at look at our our boy BJ. By mm-hmm. the way, BJ, you're still on notice. You still haven't been a guest on my show. <laughs> uh, it's been 233 episodes. Don't know what oh, you're man. waiting for. This could, this could be the big 250. Yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> I, we'll, we'll see. You're you're on. It's still on notice, bud. Um, but look at him. Like he he dresses like a rock star. You know, you look. You wouldn't show up. At, right. Think about it like this, right? You wouldn't want to show up to a concert to like the rock star person and they're like dressed like in a, in a fashion that you wouldn't expect them to Do be. You see Steven Tyler in a polo shirt. Can you even picture that? I can't. Oh God. You know? I no, I don't, I don't think you would want to be or, I jo- think, or Johnny. Depp. I don't I think, think you could pay him. Enough. It's like when you have a certain level of confidence on what you do, I think, you know, you can dress however you want and just, you know, people will see that you just don't care because you know, you're confident in your product. You're confident in yourself that you don't need to, uh, you don't need that additional boost or I don't need to fit into a certain mold to get my foot in the door, so to speak. You know, and that's that's what I was going to to, to eventually get out about the whole confidence thing is mm-hmm. like if you're confident in what you do and the job that you perform and, the you know, what you bring to the table, 
then that that should be enough. And if people are like, well, I don't, I don't see it that way. That's fine. Again, it's not, I'm not for everybody. You're, you're not for Mm -hmm. everybody. That's just the way it is. And yeah, you could be taking business off the table. It now it, it doesn't necessarily mean like, okay, so like put it in terms of like, if you were wearing an offensive Mm t-shirt, like a blatantly offensive t-shirt that that's like, this does not have a place here or like where you're going. Um, but to me, yeah, I think it's, it's important to know what your, you know, what your target is being confident in said target and then going for that target. And, and that's to me, like, that's why I, I do and dress what I, what I do and dress like I do. I don't know. I, I got into a little loop there. Um, yeah, so it's it's I think it's I think it's great and I don't I don't feel bad about it at all. And I feel yeah. like if somebody didn't see the value that I could bring to the table and all they saw was, "Oh, well he's dressed like this." Um when I wasn't even there for an interview. Like I wasn't even there for all I was there to do was have a tour and then talk to to the president, you know, the president of the company. But that or the of the organization, but I, you know, I didn't even think to myself like, oh, do you think I should dress up for this? But in a sense, though, you're always on because, you know, just with, with the type of business you're in, anywhere you go, anybody you talk to, it's like it's a potential client, you know, a potential convert to the other uh, podcast. I mean, I don't know if you ever thought about it that way, but it's like anytime you open your mouth, if anybody says, huh, that guy's talking about something interesting, you're like, hey, I think I know that voice. You know, it's like. I've only had that happen once. Yeah. <laughs> and it was because of somebody I had on my show and I didn't realize they were in the same restaurant as me. But in a sense, I mean, you know, just because you're, you're doing, you're, you're in, you're in a social uh, medium and you know, it's not like you're in like a tucked away in a little cubicle somewhere in the back of an office and, you know, just <laughs> grinding away with the keys. Uh, yeah. You know, at that point, it doesn't matter what you think, say or wear. <laughs> uh, right. Well, you know. I, Hey, I mean, in with, when doing these like live streams and stuff like that, like it's, I mean, I you know I could be wearing sweatpants, sure. Be wearing no pants. Who knows? I could be SpongeBob <laughs> no pants. I, you know, I, you don't know unless I was dumb enough to like not wear pants and then get up. <laughs> um, it's my show. Don't judge me. <laughs> this is my safe space. Uh, hashtag not so safe space. Who are you people? <laughs> so, so yeah. So I I just as a tip about this is I think you need to be confident in what you do, how you do it. And I think it needs to resonate with the people that you want it to resonate with. And if that's the case, uh, like in my case, like, look, I'm not trying to go and necessarily go speak to a whole bunch of business people and like, and all that. Like, and if I was, I I still don't know that I would get dressed up in a ball. Like I hate polo shirts. Mm -hmm. You know why I hate polo shirts? You know, grinds my gears about polo shirts, Matt. I, no, what <laughs> crunch your gears about polo shirts? The this the the whatever the collars. Really? Yeah, because what happens is like in, excuse me. After a couple times of washing, no, excuse me again. Mm-hmm. After a couple times of washing it, you wind up getting it where it's like it's all super flat, or it's like <laughs> stuck up, or it's like one side's bumped out and the other side is like flat, and then it just looks silly. It just looks silly. So. No, I'm not a fan of polo shirts, like, at all. I've only had maybe a couple of polo shirts that actually 
standing out to me as something I would love that, that have worked out where I could wear it multiple times mm. and wash it multiple times and it fit well and the collar stays well and all that because it's polo shirts are tough man they're tough <laughs> they're, it is it is because you know what I to me like I'd rather wear a t-shirt that says something about me it's you know what it's just like the same reason why hmm. if you're watching the live stream i don't have a green screen i don't have you know the big dreamers podcast logo thing behind me i mean there's one on the on this side of the screen now if you're watching the live stream or if you're watching it on youtube but it doesn't to me like this is character right this is like the, the movie posters and the pins and the and the, the Adventuratorium album and, and the hats from, from, from my old um, family's company. Like, all of that is the flavor. Yeah. Without that, it's just vanilla. Well, yeah. I mean, everything in the room says something about you. It's personal. And, you know, it, it gives people something, I think, something they can relate to. It's like, oh, okay, he's in this movie or... You know, here's here's a I can kind of see Disney. some accomplishments Disney. on the wall. Disney, <laughs> I definitely <laughs> see a lot, quite a few Disney things. That, that was the most and now public. I got rich quick too. Like that's well, true. We got the rich quick stuff because he left it here. So uh, shout out to my boy Rich Quick um, for for leaving his uh, his ch- his rapper chains here. But you know, just get back to what you're saying though. It's it's true. You can't um, advertise to everybody, but. You know, if you did, then you'd be a people pleaser. Then you'd be boring, and then uh, nobody's gonna want to listen to you anyway. <laughs> Lego Movie all over again. I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago about the Lego yeah, Movie yeah. And, and how people pleasing is not uh, the way to be. You gotta be so so so. The, you know, when it comes to people pleasing, right? What you need to be doing is pleasing yourself. Exactly. You need to be selfish when it comes to that. And the reason you have to be selfish is because it makes you happy. And you know what? When you're happy you're going to be able to make other people happy around you. You're going to be able to lift other people up around you. Otherwise it's probably not a good, it's just not going to be good for you. Right. And being selfish has a you know, negative connotation, but I feel that only after you've been selfish, only after, you know, you've achieved happiness, then can you safely go out and give happiness to other people without people taking advantage of you? Cause I've seen too many people and it sucks because, you know, like they're nice people, but I see them stretching themselves way too thin trying to help it's almost like it's almost like you're a giant human puzzle and you're just like giving pieces away to everybody until there's nothing left and then you're miserable and then you know if you try and make a comment about it then they feel guilty because well you know i'm supposed to be doing the right thing it's like okay doing the right thing you should be doing it because a you want to do it but b because you've already achieved um Again, a little stability for yourself, you know, where you don't feel like you have to. You're not obligated to. I'm just doing it because it's something I want to, not because I was brought up a certain way or because, you know, I, I feel guilty. And there's all all not good reasons for Well, even even doing it just because it makes you feel good is a selfish reason in and of itself to do anything. So, so people are like, I don't want to be selfish. Like, you actually sh- should be selfish to a certain extent. Um, so that, again, you make yourself happy and in turn can make other people happy. That doesn't mean you have to be a jerk. I mean, there's a, there's, <laughs> right, a, yeah. there's a big line there between jerk oh, yeah, no. and, and being absolutely. Like, selfish yeah, no, I, I don't yourself. advocate, you know, being a, being a creep or, you know, being a, a jerk to people. A creep. No, cause I mean, I, you know, it's, there's a difference between being like confident, for example, and just, just being a flat out and out jerk. I mean, you know, there's, 
there's a dividing line. I, I think it's very easy to see. <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll know when you get there. I'd like to think so. Um, but you never, you know, it, it takes practice and it takes making those mistakes to have that experience mm-hmm. and being too selfish to, uh, to, to make that, make that call, but you can't let it scare you into being not selfish to the point where you can't make yourself happy at all. And you're just making right. other people happy unless making other people happy is great for you. But again, still a selfish thing because you're making yourself happy by making other people happy. It, it, yeah. It's like real fine line type thing, I, but I don't feel that way, but uh, you know, I, I can see where you're coming from. Okay. All right. So, uh, let's see what else we have on the, so Melissa and I have my, for those who don't know, Melissa, my wife, have a new pop-up business uh we were talking about this a a couple weeks uh, last week or the week before matt about uh we had this thing called boxy swap and boxy swap was this awesome idea where people could send things off to boxy swap and then we send those packages off to other people uh that are met like community members of boxy swap and it was a great idea i still love it maybe we'll come back to it but we ran into some problems and some questions that people had and, and it just didn't seem like it was going to really work out for us. So out of the ashes of that, and, and there's a lot that can be said for, um, pivoting, you know, like, okay, we have an idea. Um, we're going to, we're going to pop up and do it. It's going to be this, you know, as I've been saying, a pop-up business. Um, it didn't work out the way I was expecting it to, but, but that's because it presented issues along the way. Those issues maybe we could fix, maybe we couldn't. Um, but the the biggest, and easiest way of going about fixing it was to pivot in a new direction. And in that direction, we're going to have a little guy named Movi, not Moby, like <laughs> not Moby the the artist, but uh, Movi, uh, who is a little letter um, called well. It's called Movie Mail. And Movie is short for Motivational Mail. And basically, it's going to be the same premise as BoxySwap, but what, what we're looking for is um, envelopes, like a 6x9 envelope, because you can ship a 6x9 envelope. You can send it for like 47 cents anywhere in the continental U.S. So it's like, boom, all of a sudden, for 47 cents, we can get on our way sounds really good right up to i think three ounces and then even then it would still be up to like a dollar i think like a dollar ten or something at the most so so like the cost is way down um and we can we want to make it a community so people uh the idea is that you get inspirational quotes and um maybe inspirational stories or you draw something out if you're like an artist and you can put pins and buttons and um, all kinds of stuff into an envelope as long as it fits in a six by nine envelope you send it off to movie mail then we get the letter or the you know the envelope and we re- repackage it and send it off to another movie member they open it up like you don't know who's getting this letter it could be anybody uh but you're going to help make their day in return you're going to get somebody else's movie mail sent to you and to me, it just seems like an awesome, awesome way to bring an analog community together as well as a digital one. Cause we're going to be offering a Facebook group for every single member of movie mail. So people will be able to like take pictures and share what they got and all that. It's going to be really, really awesome stuff. 
And to me, it's it's great because now I have a product, a ser- well, a service, I'd say product, but a service that I can market through Dreamers Podcast. And we really want to market it not just through Dreamers Podcast, but we're going to be looking to market it through lots of places. And part of that, all of this, everything that we're talking about, or, well, I say we, but mostly me, uh, talking about here comes back to that personal branding, right? And that focus and the confidence, right? So I have the confidence to know that this type of thing, inspirational mail, motivational mail, um, neat things that you could send to make somebody's day fits right in with my brand of Dreamers Podcast. Fits right into my brand of the guy that shows up with a Muppet shirt, (laughs) you know? that it fits right in like it it just fits so perfectly with everything that I have with the message with the all the branding everything it comes together and like people love to throw that word authenticity around right hmm. and and I've been thinking about that word a lot lately cuz it's it seems like a lot of people are like oh you got to be authentic but what does that really mean well for me it just means being true to yourself but you guys another phrase that people tend to throw yeah being true to yourself well it's being yourself just being who you are that makes you unique in general because you're not going to be exactly like somebody else you're not going to do it the same way you know it's just like in djing like uh, there was a dj competition on on uh tv that my boy djp shout out to djp who also i need to get on the show uh he won and one of the one of the competitions was you had ten songs and you had to mix all ten songs, and then it was like I don't know six or seven um, competitors at that point, but they all had the same music, but they all did it a different way. They all put their unique spin on it, and that's my point about you know it's like you know be not just being true to yourself, not just being authentic or giving the impression of authenticity or like as I saw somebody write oh well is there you know. I there's a class teaching how to be authentic online and I'm like what what <laughs> it just blows my mind right mm-hmm. like here's a class on how to be yourself mm-hmm. and it's like $500 mm-hmm. it's like wait a second wait a second you're, you're telling me that I got to pay $500 just to find out that oh it was well, what's the um like I had the magic in me all along or, or, or um, uh, what was that movie with the, Oh, Dumbo. Like I had the, I, I didn't need the magic feather to fly all this time. All I had to do was just <laughs> believe in myself and it was, it was good. Yeah. Or, or even, even, even wizard of Oz. I could have went home anytime I wanted. I didn't have to do all these, meet all these people and do all these crazy things. Burn a witch or burn a witch or or splash of water and i think witch. ultimately it's really just you know being authentic or you know being true to yourself really just comes down to you going out and doing the things you like to do talking about the things you like to do without the fear of other people judging you or you know trying to, to um to curtail your your thoughts especially i mean if you're talking about something like politics religion there's certain things that everybody likes to talk about they're all hot button issues but a lot of people don't want to discuss them because they're afraid of offending somebody or, or or being judged like oh i can't believe that guy thinks they're like what are you maniac let's all let's all shun him or her you know or <laughs> or even like you know it's like for example like if you're going to a concert right uh, like i'm gonna go to this uh this punk rock festival uh next weekend 
And it's funny when you go there because you see, like, everybody kind of dresses the same, even though it's supposed to be all... You're supposed to be unique. You be you right. be unique like us, which is ridiculous. I mean, well, look if 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 um, what's his face from AC and I'm looking up at ACDC right. like if he didn't dress in and who knew that he would be having to dress like that uh, in the in the school uniform uh, like 40 years, 30 years later, right. 40 years later to uh, to be rocking it out in ACDC. But I mean, the irony isn't lost on me. <laughs> right. So you yeah. you get where I'm going with this. Right. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, I mean, you can walk in looking like you just walked out of Hot Topic, or I just go there like I wear my everyday clothes. And I'm getting started like I'm the weird guy, but you know what? I don't. I'm not trying to blend in. Like I want to be here because I love the music. I don't feel like I have to dress a certain way to fit in or act a certain way. You know, it's like. Do I own a pair of Doc Martens? Yes. Am I going to wear them to the concert? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could. I mean, and, 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 and they will, like, look at you. I'm sure you would get a lot of looks of, like, yeah. what is this guy doing here? He must be a poser. You, you, you better, name, is, you better is, name three albums for that from that band that you say that you like because you're wearing that T-shirt. <laughs> right. But, but the thing is, is, like, if you were a poser and you weren't being true to yourself – um, or true to who, like what you think is good, what mm-hmm. you think is right, what right. you think like just what's inside of you, then then I guess you would be a poser. But like show like to me like hey, if this is how I dress and I want to show up to a concert, like, we were just talking about the Prophets of Rage uh, concert, right. and I was like, I don't think I'd be cool enough to show up to a Prophets of Rage concert. And anyway, so what I was getting at is like you, Joe Pardo, if you're going to go to that concert, you wouldn't be putting on you know like a certain type of outfit. You just show up. Like you're dressed right now. Pretty much. That's yeah, I would. I guarantee you get a lot of people staring at you. But you know But what? I also guarantee you I'd get at least one compliment for this shirt. Right. At least one. I I promise you that. Hey, I saw a guy with a frag well, it was a leather jacket, but he had a giant fraggle rock patch sewn into the back of it. So you know what? I, I yeah, you would. You did Well if you if you go out to Disneyland, they actually have like gangs that show uh, have you heard of this? There's gangs no. in Disneyland, um, and they are all wearing like leather jackets and like they look rough and tough, right? But they're all Disneyland patches. Oh, Disney this, patches is, okay, so this is something I was. Oh, this is like a real thing, and and, and yeah, they have like turf wars oh, and funny. stuff. Like really, yeah, it's. I actually wrote um West Side Disney, <sighs> Big Thunder Mountain with with a couple of these people, mm-hmm. and and it was by accident, and they were really cool. Like I didn't, you know, obviously I was not wearing clothes that would fit in with them, but. <laughs> They took me in as one of their own, and, you know, I appreciate that. You know, being unique and being yourself. And that's the thing. You know why I love Justin Timberlake? Because he got made fun of when he was growing up for being different. That's why I love him. Mm -hmm. Because you know what? He stayed true to what he wanted to do and how he wanted to do it. And look where he's at. Oh yeah, no. I can so, say his name and everybody knows who he is. Yeah, and he's he's brought that up in interviews. And, I don't yeah. even have to say Justin Timberlake. I can say JT, <laughs> and you'll still know who I'm talking about, and not JT, um, the old JT. Uh, JTT, yeah. Thanks, <laughs> Melissa. Not JTT. That most people at this point might not even know who that is. But yeah, it, that's that's the power of being of of seeing what's out there, seeing how everybody else is doing it, and then being like, you know what? I'm gonna go this way. Like it's okay. It's it's cool. Go that way with everybody else. I'm gonna go this way, and and that's one of the reasons why like I think Movie Mail is really awesome because it gives the it brings back the lost art of sending a letter and especially for kids right so if you have a kid uh obviously we have ava here Mm -hmm. um they might not have mail by the time they're old enough to like 
legit send mail. You know, in 20 years from now, it might not really be a thing anymore. I can't remember the last time I got a letter. I mean, okay, birthday cards, but that's not, you know, it's not well, like a handwritten look, letter. I got eight pieces of mail the other day. Eight. Mm-hmm. And you know what I did? Threw every single one of them into the recyclable bin after I ripped them up. Because every single one was junk. So that's where it's like movie mail really is this idea of let's create positive mail that we want to receive and we belong to a community and we're going to do giveaways and we're going to figure out all kinds of great things. But it's a pop-up business because we're like, hey, let's get it out there and let's see what the response is. Because without a response, then why waste waste more time? And there is something to be said. It's more personal when you get a handwritten uh, letter as opposed to like, okay, I banged on an email. I I, sent it out. But to take the time to actually sit there with a pen or a pencil and, and write it out, I mean, in my experience, I, I tend to be more open when I'm writing it on a piece of paper as opposed to an email. Maybe it's because I don't get the autocorrect, you know, make, you know, breaking my concentration every two seconds. But I, I think it, it says more, and I appreciate it too. It's almost like if you make a gift for somebody as opposed to just go out and buying them something. Like it says a little bit more, yeah, it's not going to be as nice, but wow, they actually like care enough to, to take the time to whatever make me this thing or bake me something or write me a letter i mean it's yeah we're gonna bake a cake and put it in an envelope um well <laughs> we can and that's but this is why this works better as a oh letter maybe with an easy bake oven i i like the original concept that he had for boxy swap but when you said motivational that part of it really clicked and i think that works much better in a, a letter space as opposed to here's a project I put together, but then not everybody has that kind of artistic talent to sit here and, you know, I mean, I had something. trouble figuring out what I would even send to sure. a boxy swap, but with motivational mail tour. So a friend of mine brought up the idea and I know you'll probably remember this map from V V from vendetta where, mm-hmm. or maybe you were the one that brought it up about the mm-hmm. whole, um, I don't know you, but I love you. It was uh, a letter that was written to, I think one of the people in jail or something like that. I don't, I don't really remember V for Vendetta. It's probably been about a decade since I've seen it, thinking that it came out in like 2005. But I, the comic is a is definitely worth reading. The movie is very forgettable, but it's it's almost like they're basically telling two different stories. So yeah, the movie I vaguely remember. Yeah, I don't. But the don't comic really, really made me either. stop and think, and I was like, ooh, it's you know. It, well, it was impactful. So maybe they'll yeah. remake the movie at some point in the near future and do a, more justice for it. Who mm-hmm. knows? But um, so, yeah, so I, th- that's movie mail. Uh, it hasn't launched just yet. Uh, the site is up, but we're, we're actually waiting on a couple more things before we, we roll out. Um, we should be rolled out in like two days. So it's moviemail.com, of course. We got the dot com, which is usually pretty important. In fact, it's it's so important that we we had to find a name that fit so we could make that the name of the of the site. Um, that's you know that's just part of the whole branding thing. So, so yeah, so that's movie mail. Uh, we're already an hour, Matt. We're already at an hour. Well, we should probably uh, cut it then. Just you know, let people know. Hey, it's- but 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 Matt, I wanted to talk about dealing with procrastination. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Joe, episode 250 is right around the corner. I think <laughs> the perfect time. Deal, to finally... deal of, yeah, but then we'll be procrastinating through like almost 20 more episodes to get there. Well, we come this far. Yeah. <laughs> well, I did have I did have some other topics um, to talk about, but I, I think I think we can put them off 
uh, till till next week. I know I'll have a lot more to talk about next week. It'll be a lightning round, just topic after topic after topic. <laughs> you know, one thing I had. Well, before we we do end it, um, I I haven't mentioned much about like there's there's so many projects that I haven't even talked much about, and one of them is the the Mid Atlantic Podcast Conference. So if you have a podcast, if you don't have a podcast, and you want a podcast, if you want to meet some of your favorite podcasters, we're actually having a ton of speakers, and there's already a ton of people signed up. Uh, it's here in South Jersey, so it's just outside of Philadelphia. It's actually like the you know greater Philadelphia area is what they call it here. And for uh, for right now, it's a hundred dollars to sign up. You come out; it's September 9th and tenth for that hundred dollars, and you can come hang out with these podcasters. You'll learn so much. You know, people like Dave Jackson, Jessica Kupferman. Um, uh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Anthony Minaya, um, Ty Roxon, like. They're uh, Tina. Uh, um, oh, I don't want to. It's Deets. Deets. Yeah, Tina Deets. Well, because it's spelled like diets. But I. So I. Yeah, so yeah, Tina Deets. Uh, Heather or uh, or Dover. Like, there's so many podcasters and blog like bloggers that are going to be there that want to start the, their own podcast, and they really should because the power of podcasting is. It, it's pretty phenomenal connecting um, with these people. And before I, you know. Um, I do want to talk about one little other thing. Uh, one of the guys I play hockey with, uh, Nick, he had asked the other day, uh, it was like yesterday actually, about, he's like, well, you know, if you only have like a couple hundred listeners or something like that, or even a thousand listeners, how do you get it to go viral? I was like, well, you're thinking about viral in the wrong sense. So, so with the power of podcasting and being a niche is awesome because like, look at the idea of, in, in his case, he owns a, a yoga factory, which is like a yogurt ice cream shop thing. Yeah. Right? So I was like, look, if you started a yoga or yogurt, um, like a yoga, yogurt owner's podcast, like people that own yogurt shops, you might not ever go, quote unquote, viral to millions of people because you have a podcast. But if you reach 10,000 yogurt you know, shop owners, all of a sudden your podcast becomes super valuable to potential sponsors. Like the guys that make the, the, the pool thing to get the yogurt out that I want to put my head under that, that thing. It's like the difference between, okay, you own this store and then you can have a a small YouTube video of you dump yogurt on the floor. Somebody slips and then cut to like a laughing baby. It's going to go viral. or You're going to get like a million views for about a day and then people are just completely forget about it well, Where yeah is if you're offering something of a oh, authenticity value, I guess, value, value values yeah. it's like hey here's something i can tune into i can learn something let me contribute back to it and it has it's got legs it'll run and it's likely to get forgotten about by the end of the week you know replaced by some other stupid you know two minute clip <laughs> yeah exactly or if yeah if it is even two minutes at yeah. this point because things are Six second. <laughs> yeah, things are crazy. Well, with Vine, well, Vine has kind of died down um, a bit, mm-hmm. but yeah, the same same idea. So it's like, yeah, so it doesn't need to necessarily go viral, especially if like you were trying to like bring in local business. You like you don't need like viral in in that sense. Might only be ten thousand people. You know what I mean? That shared it in a local area. That's that's viral. Versus like, oh well, if it doesn't get shared by like millions of people, but the thing is, is if it gets shared by millions of people, the likeliness of somebody cutting out any kind of advertisement that you had in it for your shop is probably pretty high. They're going to go, they're going to take it out, they're going to cut your thing off, and then they're going to be like, 
okay, now here's the funny part without the advertisement at the end because <laughs> this is the internet and this is how we do things. Mm. Nobody should be able to get advertising unless you give love to the internet and then the internet will give a lot of hate but mo- some love <laughs> and hopefully that the number is big enough that you get enough love back to make something out of it. It's tough love on the internet. It, it's, it is a lot of tough love. But that's my point. So the power of podcasting, the power of bringing people together in a niche is so, so powerful. Um, even, even from like creating your own, even just the show, right? Like bringing people together, like, okay, so I've written books. I've done, uh, the adventuratorium, the album. Um, I've done, you know, all, like all these different products, bringing people together so that they have, uh, a platform that, that they can find out about these things from, and that you can sell to them from that services, services that I offer, whether it's business consulting or dream mentoring or web services, or the list goes on and on. So, or, or even personal branding services. So my point is, is that you, you can't look at the power of podcasting as like, Oh, well, if it doesn't, you know, podcasts aren't really, um, they're not a great vessel to go to millions and millions of people, right? If you have a huge following already, then that's great. If you were on a TV show, if you're Adam Carolla, if you're whoever, sure. And you, or you've worked like years and years to build up that, that following. That's awesome. But in a lot of cases, those niches are what will get you, get you a lot further, especially in your industry. Hey, you go to the, like, let's just take the, the yogurt, um, shop thing, right? So you go like the yogurt association of America's, uh, conf, you know, yearly conference. And you're just another name in the face, you know, another face in, in the crowd, right? All of a sudden you have a podcast at that yogurt conference you reach out and say hey i'd love to broadcast live from there all of a sudden you're not just the face in the crowd you're the guy that's broadcasting live from this conference to to other people who couldn't be there right you're the person that's recording that's going to go out is and you're the person that's going to get to be you know interview people that uh are movers and shakers in your industry Right, you're taking that initiative, and you're getting noticed, and you become the go-to guy. Exactly, you create that authority. The other A word, authority, um, and you can become that. And that's that's the thing. So, but it takes time. It's not for everybody. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It, you know, this this stuff is a it's a marathon. It's not a sprint, as I realized very quickly on in my journey. It's like stocks. You got to ride it out. Yeah. You got yeah. You generally you do got to ride it out, but. Yeah, so it's it's really important for people to 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 recognize that, and uh, also to be multifaceted. Like you know, to me, me, podcasting is powerful, but it's also another medium. So like, here we are recording the video for you know this video is going to go up on YouTube. It's on Facebook Live. It's going to go to my website. It's going to be on YouTube. It's going to be another thing for SEO, search engine optimization, for people to find me, and then. They're either going to say, oh, man, I love the Muppets. Oh, man, I love Clerks. Oh, man, I love Evil Dead. I love Reservoir Dogs. I love Disney. I love Rich Quick, you know? Or they're going to say, who's this guy? He doesn't know what he's talking about. Um, he, you know, he says he does business, but I don't believe him. Whatever. Like, I can't help those people, right? right? And, and, that, and that's the thing. I want to help those people. I want to be a part of those people. But if they don't want to be, you know, if they don't, they don't see the value in me, if they don't see the value of what I bring to the table, then it's a shame. I'm sorry. Like it, it just is. And, uh, and it's even more of a shame if they choose to go the route of like putting me down for it. Right. Right. And that's the, that's the silly part. Right. Because at that point it's like, 
great. Now you're just another person that will be forgotten. I'm already moved on to somebody else. Yep. Well, and it's it, it's true. And I, and I won't be coming back. And um, if you, uh, you know, decide, oh, look, look what he did. Like, he, he did something that mattered to me. Look, how he's blowing up now. Like, and you want to come back around. I'll be <laughs> like, yeah, that's cool. I don't have to be mean. I don't have to be a jerk to you. Maybe I want to send you a, it's called a glitter bomb. Oh, right. Yeah. Where they'll ship for 10, like 10 bucks. They'll ship a box of glitter to somebody. Surprise. That's still a thing, but Hey, it's, it's a thing or, you know, something snarky, like the, let me Google that for you or Mm. something like that. But the point is, is that doesn't mean I'm going to get back to you or back to you very quickly or be willing to help you out or be willing to take time out of my hours that I don't have a lot of. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's all reciprocal, if that's the right word. Well, yeah, you know, it's the difference between uh, shaking hands and slapping somebody in the face the first time you meet him. <laughs> slapping somebody in the face. Well, that's how we start up duels. You Speaking know, but, of duels, we had, two, we had two Nerf guns here. We should have, oh, we should have totally did a duel on the two-year anniversary. Well. I mean, there isn't a lot of room in here, but we could have, like, totally taken the camera out into, like, the garage or something. So 250, we'll set up an American Gladiator style obstacle course. You know, you'll be. Are you, are you heading that on that? Because I don't a, have time for a portable that. Portable mic, you know, arrow, Nerf arrows will be flying everywhere. It'll <laughs> be a slip and slide. It'll be the whole thing. I wonder if there's like a giant Nerf party. Like, there probably thing some kind of can... Nerf convention or something. You know, no, no. Well, there's actually Nerf um, as a sport. Like, I saw in, when I was in Disney World once, they had it oh. at uh, the Wide World of Sports. They actually had like tournaments where it's like, it's kind of like speedball paintball, right. but it's with Nerf guns and it's indoors. And the thing is, Nerf guns aren't that accurate. However, if you go on YouTube, you can easily find videos of people that are modifying these guns to take out <laughs> the, uh, effectively the suppressor. So it goes a lot farther and hits a lot. <laughs> A lot, a lot harder. harder. <laughs> so, uh, well, we're not trying to hurt anybody here, but no, uh, you know, if you want to head that up for episode 250, be my guest. I mean, oh. I would think for episode 300, but I, I haven't looked to see when that'll be. Well, it's 52 mm-hmm. episodes out from now, which would only be a year, that'd be a year from now. So it'll be at like 280 something. I'll get a hold of Nerf and see if they want to sponsor. That mm-hmm. we, hey, there you go. They might, they, they very well might want to. But I was saying like a big, like, party with nerf guns like like a like a like an actual event where like mm-hmm. people show up and they're like everybody's going crazy and shooting each other that'd be a lot of fun it, it would like like um like there's like 5ks you know like everybody's mm-hmm. trying up to the party 5k like this is the party nerf party party nerf party there you go <laughs> that one's for free um it would be very expensive because nerf guns are not cheap <laughs> no they're not it would have uh... to be you know byon Bring your own Nerf G. B-Y-O-N-G. Yeah, I mean, that would definitely be the easiest solution. I mean, and failing, was the name of. Failing sponsorship, but uh, if you could get sponsorship from Nerf, oh, man, can you imagine? It would be pretty amazing. I it's don't know. Probably Nerf guns we don't even know about. All kinds of crazy oh, I, oh, prototypes. I'm and sure there's tons. Nerf landmines and, you know, who knows? Yeah, there, there's a lot, I'm sure. <laughs> um, all right. Well, so let's, let's wrap it up for this week. I have, like, five topics that we didn't get to, including – dealing with procrastination mm. again uh just don't have time but uh thanks for trying procrastination we'll, we'll talk <laughs> about you later uh yeah so if you matt i really appreciate you coming on episode 233 to talk about mostly personal branding and a whole bunch of other stuff hey happy to be here and looking forward to next week and uh, the week after that yeah yeah it's gonna be fun um 
Stay tuned for Kim Barrett, who is a social media um, mar- well, successful social media marketer down in Australia. Sorry, I was blanking out for a second. Uh, and if you're if you're going to be in the freehold area and you have kids that like to do entrepreneurial things, you want to get them to uh, just for the number four uh, just the number four kids expo dot com and uh, you know come out and say hi at the uh, Kittypreneur Expo in Freehold, New Jersey. I'll probably have my my recording uh, equipment with me just in case you know some kids decide or you know I can get some kids and maybe I'll do a whole episode if I can get enough kids yeah you uh, to come come hang out. Actually, if you're not doing anything that Sunday, I'd love to have you come, Matt, because I could totally use. Help. I don't want to put you on the spot, but <laughs> yeah, if you're not doing anything, I could totally use help. Uh, get, where's, where's the rewind button? Yeah, let me. Uh, yeah, I'd love to, love to get your help. Uh, mm-hmm. cause I'm going to need help selling books and, and especially if I'm recording at the same time. Right. <sighs> All right. So, uh, there's that and, uh, yeah, moviemail.com and stay tuned for Kim Barrett. Joe, I have a challenge for you. What, what's that, Matt? I want you to give me a way to support the dreamers podcast. That's not only easy, but it's not going to cost me any money. Buy stuff on Amazon. Really? Yes. Go to superjoepardo.com forward slash Amazon. Update your bookmark for Amazon to that link, superjoepardo.com forward slash, forward slash Amazon. Every time you make a purchase, I get money. Joe, in the time it took you to describe that, I've already done it, and I'm a slow typer. You know what? Why don't you go buy some uh, Mavis Typing Tutor on Amazon using the superjoepardo.com forward slash Amazon and help contribute to Dreamers Podcast. It'll be here in two days. Thanks, Amazon Prime. Hey, Dreamers. Today, I'm talking with Kim Barrett, who is making his dreams come true by traveling the world through Facebook marketing. Kim, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Joe. Oh, thank you for taking the time. It's uh, it, it's pretty late over there, isn't it, in uh, Australia? Yeah, it's about 9 p.m. here. And it's about 8 a.m. here, so we're both, uh, you know, doing it on the opposite ends of, well, normally I, I, I don't try to record this early, but uh, but I wanted to get in. I didn't want to make it too late for you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. <laughs> no problem. Kim, why don't you get started by giving some background about yourself? Yeah, sure. So I have a background in a very... Uh, traditional business world and also non-traditional too so i've worked in you know accounting firms marketing companies it companies um grain traders uh a myriad of different things being internally but always on the side i've been doing my own little businesses um always loved traveling you know always had um dreams and big aspirations so i've uh, it always had something going on the side as well at the same time which has always been fun so you know i did the traditional thing went to you know primary school, high school, university, followed the steps and I came out and then I had this whole plan. I was like, I'm going to go work for this management consultancy because surely once I get my degree and I just put in my application, I'll just get a job there and I can go travel the world, go live in London for a little while and that'll all just work out easily. Then I came out of uni, started applying for jobs and it's like, oh, your your application is one of 5,000. We will get back to you if you are suitable for my art. It kind of threw a, threw a spanner in the works of what I thought was going to happen. Well, I can imagine, man that that uh, that's got to be tough to deal with uh, finding out that you're you're not as high up as you thought you were. Yeah, because they make it sound like, oh, you know, you just just got to get your university degree and it will happen. And I was like, well, 
I'm going to go one better. I'm going to go to university, but I'm also going to work at the same time. So I had like three or four years um, work experience behind me by the time I finish. But even that didn't really matter too much. It's like, well, you know, maybe the uh, the HR lady didn't didn't like your name or something. So you never know why why you get chosen or why you don't. Um, unfortunately, so I was like, well, I don't really like this um, because other people are choosing my destiny. So I could be the right person to go for this job, but. Uh, if that person doesn't, you know, uh, ask me to come in for an interview, they'll they'll never know, and I'll never know. So it was kind of a little bit of a um, uh, a sticking point for me where I went, no, okay, cool. Well, if this is the way it's gonna, I'm gonna be treated in that regard. I was like, well, I gotta, you know, I gotta look after myself. Yeah, definitely. And uh, did you ever get get that call? not for any of not for any of the big ones I thought I was going to go for. Eventually, I just took a job. I was like, I need to get out of this other job because I want to get um, some higher pay to start saving some money to um, travel and whatnot. So I, um, and they, the way I was working at the time was an accounting firm. So they said, well, if you want to stay here, you've got to get your, you've got to go back and study accounting as well because I studied business. And I was like, no, nah, I don't really want to do that. So I, um, I, I took another job, but I, that one, I, I, luckily for that one, there's only, five of us that applied and I, I made it through that one pretty easily. So not as much competition as the, uh, as the big management consultancies that were international. Hmm. So, so why don't we, we fast forward to how you got to your, your Facebook marketing venture? Yeah, sure. So, um, I was in, I had a little side supplement business and I was, uh, so I, I went to the gym and I was like, well, I always used to try and think outside the box. So I said, if I'm not going to pay retail price for supplements, so surely I can, you know, I worked at an accounting firm. So I was like, surely I can get an ABN, set it up, get wholesale prices. So I started doing that for myself and um, and a few friends getting supplements for them too. And then I was like, well, I need to reach a bigger audience than just my friends because it's good to put in all these orders, but I'm doing a lot of work here. I'd like to make more money off it. Um, if possible. So I started learning about online marketing, Facebook marketing, and seeing how I could utilize that as leverage to start selling my supplements that I was buying um, for myself. And then, you know, start to build that out as a bit of a business where I could um, have, you know, boxes and boxes of supplements arriving and have people either come pick them up from my house or for from uh, in between either my house or my work. And then I'd, um, or I'd post them out to them if they were uh, nationally around Australia as well. Wow. So, okay. So you thought to yourself, how do I, how do I get like, cause you, you were enjoying taking these supplements, right? Yeah, I was very like, then that was kind of our point of difference was that I was very, um, specific and picky. So I would try it. I would email them. Um, plus it got me a lot of free samples. I was like, look, we have, I have a supplement company. I'd love to stock your stuff, but I don't sell anything unless I give it my tick of approval. So if you're happy to, like, I'm happy just to buy a single tub to, um, as a, as a sample, or if you have samples, like would love you to be post them out, and we get a lot of stuff sent to us, and we test it, and not everything would make the cut. So uh, we get it through, get our own, obviously subs again for free if we like them. Then we'd um, order more and stock them, and recommend them to our friends, and and then our customers as well. Oh wow! Okay, well yeah, so that 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 works. And okay, so so you went from the supplements. Is that is that how you, how you made the jump in the Facebook marketing and travel? Because obviously, if you're if you're stocking supplements, you can't be traveling the world too much if you got inventory. Yeah, exactly. So I still went. Oh, I luckily got the help of my younger brother, who's now a, a nutritionist, online nutritionist. He um he was he joined the venture because ultimately, again, I was like, I always like to try and hack my way. I was like, how can I buy this stuff without paying full price? I was like. 
hey, my brother's name is Jess. I was like, hey, Jason, can you chuck in 50% and I'll share the profits with you 50-50 if you pay 50% of all the stock. So he did that. So he would also help. Like I wanted to go away traveling to Canada and stuff. So I was like, I'm going away, man, for a month. Can you, um, can you support and post out while I'm away? Then if you ever go away, I'll do it for you. Um, so he did that for me, which was um, awesome. So it, uh, that, that opened up the taste buds for, um, for travel. But then I also kind of realized the power of Facebook marketing too, because we're getting sales come in pretty easily. And I was like, oh, like I want to learn more about this. And then I started learning more and more about, um, about Facebook marketing, how I could apply affiliate marketing, internet marketing, all that kind of stuff. And just really started going really deep into that. Wow. Okay. So do you still do the supplement stuff now, even today? No, we stopped that because uh, I stepped out of it to go full full time into my Facebook marketing and build out my company. And my brother um, wanted to go down the nutrition track. And like his his take on nutrition after he did more study was um, more outside of supplements. He didn't want to really be tied to that. So uh, we we kind of just dissolved that and um, both went into our own own ventures from there. Wow. Well, I'm glad that you were able to uh, to do that. And so with all right, so now with Facebook marketing, how long have you been doing uh, the Facebook marketing on on your own? For a three, uh, our company's been running for about three years now. Wow. Okay. Okay. So, um, was was that a difficult transition for you to to make to you know to go from something that was you know already set up and running to now it's like okay, well, well now this is this is something I'm gonna have to get clients for and and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was like, there's a very different um, approach, like business to consumer was very different versus business to business. Like it was a lot harder. And then I just decided, I was like, I'm going to go, like, I don't care how many meetings I got to do, networking events, speaking events. I was like, I just going to get out there and hustle because I know that like, I can still run ads and I can generate leads. But for, especially where I'm from in Perth, it's like quite a small business community. I was like, I'm sure if I get in front of enough of them, People start to know me, and I'll be able to get some business from there. I was trying to—I was pretty much trying to bootstrap because, um, yeah, I um, had sold my house, invested a lot in my education, like invested about, yeah, I don't even want to do the sums now, but it'll be in the vicinity, like it'll be over one hundred fifty thousand dollars in investment in my education, being like you know learning and flying to seminars and events and stuff. So I was like, I need to, I need to recoup this, so I need to start hustling and getting out there and. And getting results. So that was the first step I did was I started um, kind of bootstrapping it. And I was on the, uh, luckily I had some savings to keep me rolling for a while. But it, um, yeah, it, it was a little bit scary at start as well because I had to kind of switch the my approach because I was going for business to business versus business to consumer, which was like a, a little bit of a mindset shift to, to kind of differentiate between. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because uh, the consumers are looking for a different, you know, it's a different hat, it's a different mindset than a than a business. And also, like, you know, looking at, uh, you know, how much a business can spend versus how much a consumer can spend is, uh, is different. So sh- shifting your own mindset is can be difficult as well. Yeah, and even just trying to present the value, it's like, you know, at the start, I'd be, you know, I'd be saying things and, I, and it's just my belief in myself, but also my uh, ability to convey the value. It's like now, if I, you know, try and offer someone uh, uh, like a very high ticket thing, it's like I know that the the reasoning is there and it's easy to, and it's easier to sell them when I was trying to sell something for like a couple hundred bucks and people would be like, oh, no, nah. 
but now it's like, well, I wouldn't uh, like I don't even talk to people for that. I have a sales guy who speaks to them, so it's um it's just a it's it's so different when you look back and go at the little problems you had then, and it's like, well, now it's like it's just not even a not even a thought process. Right, right, definitely. Um, so so how did your family take all this entrepreneur entrepreneurial spirit? Is that is that something that was you know on uncharted territory for them to expect from you? Um, I think. When I was doing it on the side, not so much because my dad had done it, my granddad had done it. They always had little side things where they try and do something to, you know, make money and get ahead. And my dad started up his own business and things like that as well. But I think when I kind of went without the full knowledge, without the full, like, without backing myself with like, you know, fifty, a hundred thousand dollars, like without a huge backing behind me, I kind of went out and said, okay, cool, I left. Um, cause I was, I was still doing all my supplement stuff part-time. I got rid of that, got rid of the other job I had that was supporting, um, cash flow, and just kind of went, okay, now I've got to just make it happen. Um, it was quite, <laughs> it was, uh, they're like, are you sure you're doing that? Are you sure you're okay? And cause I just, uh, I like just got a new apartment as well. And they're like, can you actually afford to pay rent? Like, <laughs> are you going to be okay? And I was like, look, no, it's all good. If I, if something bad happens, I was like, don't worry, like, uh, I'll reach out. I'm not going to, you know, let anything bad happen. So, um, I was like, just trust me. And then, you know, now it's funny because now my dad go, my dad's like, oh, oh, I've got to check on your Facebook page. You know, I had an awards night the other night. He's like, oh, seeing all this cool stuff happen. He's like, yeah, he's, he's just super stunned as well. Like the difference between where we, where it was three years ago to now. Kim, if you don't mind me asking, how, how old are you now? 27. 27. Okay. So, okay. So that, okay. So all this happened in the last, well, seven to 10 years, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So it was, cause I always, you know, I was just thinking about this, like it's important for people to know time framing because like sometimes it's like, Oh, well all this stuff happened. And it's like, well, how, how long ago did it happen? What was, you know, what was the, um, you know, what was the, the like the I guess the global economy and the economy like when you did it and and all that stuff. So you know obviously you you've you've seen uh, well I mean this wow I mean it's already 2016 so uh, so like 10 years ago 2006 like so I mean you guys obviously were affected two years later in 2008 I would imagine. Yeah, pretty much. So that's that was when I uh, we had our supplement business. So I went on my first trip to Canada um, and I came back and I was like crap what's going on here like <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't really pay attention and then I came back and I was like oh this isn't very good and uh, okay cool like I've got to I've got to pick my game up here yeah and that's really what a what a lot of people had to do I think was 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 figure figure out something new and figure out um because it was a brave new world at that point but um okay so so you've you've done quite well for yourself up to this point, um, which is great because you know we you I mean I'm only two years older than you, so it's it's uh, a lot of times I know people don't like to take people of our age seriously, regardless of generation. Yeah. Um. No, so definitely. yeah, I, I, well I didn't know maybe if it was different down in <laughs> in Australia, maybe everybody uh doesn't think um so lowly of of twenty twenty somethings. <laughs> No, I, I think it's, it depends on their perception. It's like if you show people uh, value, I think that you know a lot of the time it, it's not fine. But if you lead off with like, "Hey, I'm 27," and then you know sometimes I won't even listen to you, even if you are imparting some like good wisdom 
um they just kind of ignore it but you know it's uh there's but i think there's still plenty of people that go hey you know if you're if you're if you're giving me you know if you're giving me value it's like i'll soak it up doesn't matter where it comes from you know i don't care if you're 18 or 80 it's like if you can share something with me like i'll take it yeah and that's that's really the the perspective they should be taking um not not the the age card because the age card doesn't necessarily um doesn't necessarily apply yeah definitely so uh, what's, what's been the biggest roadblock for you, Kim? Um, I would probably think, I think it was actually committing to, to doing what I wanted to do with my marketing and with my traveling and like setting up that my comp like my company properly, because it's like, I, I, I was doing it, but I didn't fully commit. And, you know, I think I kind of went, well, you know, I gave my, it was a kind of your back, the backup card going like, if, well, if something does happen and I do fail, I didn't really, I didn't really put all my effort in. So like I, it wasn't my fault kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. I, I could see that being uh, a it's, big problem. It's like kind of... when, well, when Sorry? it comes to, to, to committing and it comes to, um, hedging your bets it generally isn't always the best to to try to hedge your bets because of the the fact that you'll you'll be you always have that like well I have a parachute it's it's cool you know I don't I don't have to work so hard at it because if it doesn't work out then then it's okay yeah exactly so I I had that for a little while and then I said actually you know what like let's just go for it I was like you know what I'm I'm not scared to have to build up from the bottom like if something was to happen now so I was like you know I I can do it everyone's supportive of me so I just went you know uh, all chips in and um just went for it and it's uh paid off I love it and that's and that's really what you had to do that's what I found myself having to do I just I, I stopped going to school because of what I'm doing you know it's like it's it, it's just draining energy there's only I only have so much energy and to spend an hour or two or three hours of it uh, doing the school thing isn't and for for something that I don't even want to do in the first place is not worth it. Yeah, exactly. And I've got a girl that works for me, Regan. She wants to do. She's in, or she does marketing with me. She does like graphics and branding, and she's at university studying marketing. And I was like, what? And I was like, because I know it costs money. That's like you know, like in Australia, it's like twenty twenty five grand to get your degree. But I was like, you're go- you're literally going to university so that you can get the job that you already have with me. I was like, it doesn't make sense. I was like, <laughs> you know, you're spending so much time going there, driving, traveling. I was like, but you already got what you've gone to university for. I was like, I don't care if you have a degree. I-, I care if you can get a result for me. I care if you can do this thing properly. Um, like, I don't care what your piece of paper says. So, you know, it's, um, yeah, it's crazy. You know, like, I just, it just it makes me chuckle because I'm like, you're literally going there to get what you've already got, which is like, <laughs> it kind of uh, melts my brain a little bit sometimes. No, I, I hear you. And I, look, I, I agree with you. Um, but I, but from the other perspective, it's like, okay, well, what if for some reason she stopped working with you and the next company's like, okay, that's great. You've worked at marketing 10 years with, with one person or, or five years with one person. Um, that's cool. Where's your degree? We all got degrees here because we all went to school and we all paid the money and it's a club and you can't get in the club unless you went to school. Yeah. I feel like I'm, I I, I could be wrong because I haven't worked for someone else for a while. I feel like a lot of companies are changing that way, but I think there's still a lot that, that think like you, which is fair enough. But I mean, for me, it's like you could have the biggest degree in the world, but if you can't set me up a Facebook ad, like you're not coming to work. 
Um, you know, or if, if, if you can't, if you can't use Adobe Illustrator, it's like, well, I don't really mind. Like, I, I, you know, I, I don't care if you have a doctorate uh, in graphics or design or something. It's like, it's not going to help. Uh, which I think is like, and I think a lot of companies are going down that like performance route. But I think, or you know, but I'm happy for. Don't get me wrong. I still want my doctor and my dentist to have a degree. I still want them trained to the fullest. Like you can, t- they can spend as much time as they want at school. That's good. Um, but <laughs> but for the more service stuff, it's like yeah, yeah. I but I understand your point as well. It's like I think there's still some companies that are definitely still like that. Yeah, I think. Well, I mean, there was a mind shift um, in the workplace. Not like I don't know. I guess like around early 2000, 2000, you know, five time where, where I, I know quite a few people who lost their jobs. Cause even though they had worked there for 10, 15, 20 years, new people came in and they were like, I got this shiny degree. Where's your degree? And they got let go because they didn't have one because they worked their way up from being like a janitor or, or a secretary to be, you know, to a high position at these companies. And you know, the, the younger guys, come in or girls come in and they're like, well, I just spent 150,000. How am I going to justify myself? How am I going to justify my $150,000 degree? If I let other people work just under me or any, like anywhere, um, that, that don't, you know, and that's, and that's the thing. It, It really, what it becomes is just, it's just a justification for the mindset of, I had to go to school to get this degree to make it to where I am. Um, when the, the truth of the matter is you, you probably didn't, you just, it, it, it can be easier though. As we saw when, um, in 2004, 2005, 2006, seven, uh, and even into eight and well, I guess, especially into eight, uh, a lot of people I knew coming out of college, you know, 2008, 2009 couldn't get jobs, uh, with, for what they went to school for and would take anything they could get. And in some cases were overqualified for what they were doing. And that's a problem too, because they're like, well, we can't pay you for what you're doing. And it's like, well, wait a second. I still need to eat. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was, yeah, that's, I think it was a definitely a very perplexing time. And that's when, you know, I, I got my, um, uh, my degree as well. And that's when I kind of went, well, you know what? It's like, I, that's when I went very anti, um, university because the, the the jobs I got the only reason I got them was because of my working skill sets like I did have a degree but I didn't get paid in a tribute to that or anything like that um I got paid because I knew how to do particular things and I could do them very well um like I, I yeah and I was very efficient and fast at working so like that got me across the line versus anything else um which was you know again I was like well <laughs> I did just spend 30,000 but I was like look that's not my long-term game isn't to work here so I don't really I don't really care that my degree is not recognized because the long game is, is like, yeah, well, I'm happy for you to pay me to be here while I do some work and I can learn some more marketing stuff and I've got my, my longer game playing. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. And, and and I don't have a degree myself. So um, and and neither did my dad or my grandfather or my great grandfather. Like they, you know, it's all about working in performance and what you can perform at, you know, the level you can perform at. So. I, look, I totally agree with that. I, I was just giving the opposite end of the spectrum um, that, you know, it, it, but to a certain degree, it does become a qualifier. And, you know, it's funny yeah. you mentioned doctors about, you know, oh, I want my doctor to have a degree and I want them to blah, 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 blah. But um, I forget who I was talking to. And they're like, yeah, well, you know, in other in like some countries, there's doctors who don't have degrees like brain surgeons and stuff. 
everything's learned on the not on the fly but you know through training <laughs> like an apprenticeship yeah. for like plumbing as, as, yeah as long as they're trained that's fine but if you, if i'm not letting someone learn on my brain <laughs> <laughs> no i i agree I, I i i fully agree with that um yeah no, that's I, I think it is but i think like as you say like even on the job training it's like that's probably going to be more beneficial for even someone at that level than than getting a, a degree is like you know, I would, I would love to see more of that coming in every industry, like anywhere, because I think that, you know, it'll just allow for faster competency once they're, you know, they're deemed at a level that they can do whatever it is they're doing. Right, right. But see, to get those, to get the right people that can get that on the job training, um, you got to get people that are dedicated enough to, to, that are worth having, right? So that's where it's like the, the degree becomes the qualifier for like whether or not I pick up your resume to decide whether or not you can get on the job training. But the thing is, is the de degree didn't come cheap and it didn't come fast. So, yeah. and there's, it's, it's, it's risk. It's a risky move, you know, just to, just to get a degree. So, um, and, and hopefully you know what you want and you actually like it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You don't do four years and go, oh, that was a waste of four years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I, that's why, you know, I, I preach in my books about the, uh, you know, f figure, you know, really sitting down and figuring it out, what you want out of life, how, where you want to live, how you want to live. And it's not just about, um, well, this sounds cool. I think I'll do this. It's like people, you know, what, what was it? The big thing everyone wanted to be when I was getting out of school was, oh, we're going to be graphic designers. Everyone's going to be a graphic designer. And I'm like, None of you do anything in graphics designing except my our one friend BJ. Like he he's been doing it since he was like six years old. So let me get this straight: you don't do graphics designing at all. You're going to go to school and you expect to come out and just find a job. Like you're going to be competing against people like BJ who have been doing it all their lives and doing it at a high level to the point where they graduated. He graduated at the top of his class and now he owns his own video game company. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you can't just, oh, I'm going to be a graphic designer because that sounds like a fun life. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so, Kim, speaking of, of uh, you know, what we want to be when we grow up, what, what did you want to be when you were a kid? Um, It was funny. Like, I always wanted to be, and, like, I, I can't remember back all the way, but I always wanted to be, like, a businessman. I always thought, like, a businessman was a cool thing to be. Um, I don't know why. But that would always like that was always on my on my plate. Like I've I, yeah, even when I was like seven, I was trying to make little ways of having my own business and things like that, which was always so. <laughs> I kind of guess I, I'm I'm living it in some way. I always wanted to be um to be that or you know uh, in the more um what is it the more fun kind of thought away. I always wanted to be like a samurai or like a knight, someone with a big sword. I was like, when I grow up, I either want to be a businessman or uh, a samurai basically <laughs> is that what they teach you were you you were born in australia right yeah okay so so okay so is that what they're teaching you down there is the <laughs> it was like i either gonna i'm either gonna make money with a briefcase or i want to cut things with swords well we have um you know um renaissance fairs and stuff you could have worked at yeah well i we like i probably if that was in australia i probably would have been somewhat involved in that but we don't like yeah unfortunately i don't know why I see it all the time on uh, TV and movies, but we 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 never had them in Australia. Oh wow, that's that's uh, that's a shame. They're they're a lot of fun to go to. If you go, when you get to America, you should come to one. Come come to Philly. We'll we'll go to. Well, there's one right outside of Philadelphia. Done. Done. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Uh, so Kim, what do your dreams for the future look like? Uh, the well, I mean, 
at the moment it's just it's growing what I've got now with the with the business, but also traveling more. It's like I said last year I wanted to ease off the travel this year, but that like and it sounds silly, but we'll, you know, you you gotta be careful what you wish for because traveling so much is crazy tiring. Um, but it, it is still good fun. So I've got dreams to hit like a few more cool places to go in Europe and stuff like that. And, um, and, and yeah, and get the, and get our business to some crazy big levels. I've got some pretty audacious dreams for the future for that too. So one is do a lot more travel and two is just, yeah, really, really grow, um, grow our business to kind of the dreams. And then, um, personally, my dreams for the future is I I want to learn how to surf properly this year. Like I've got, you know, I, I live in Australia and I feel embarrassed when I go overseas and go to places like Hawaii and they're like, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm a beginner. I can't stand up yet. Um, <laughs> like you're from Australia, man. What's wrong with you? You live on the beach, like you live 15 minutes from some of the best beaches in the world. I'm like, yeah, I should probably, I, I actually kind of want to learn that now. <laughs> <laughs> so Kim, before we uh, wrap up and, and let everyone know how they can find you online, uh, is there any last thoughts you'd like to share? Um, not really any thoughts, but like, it's funny. I was doing some, we we're doing some filming this morning and I was like, what's your, like the quote for our, like around you and your business. And I always like to share with people. It's like, if you help enough other people get what they want, you'll get everything that you want with Zig Ziglar. So it's like, if you're going out there chasing dreams, like help support people, you know, in chasing their dreams and doing whatever it is that they want to do as well. And even if you don't know what you want to do, I think you kind of, you'll find that along the way. Um, and so that's always kind of been my motto. And I've, I've been exposed to some crazy, lots of different things, helping people do that with their dreams. And that's when I kind of fell into what I want to do um, by doing that. So that's probably my my final thought on that. No, I agree. You're always, always helping everybody because you never know who they are, uh, you know, what people they know, what people you know, because they don't know, you know, much about you and just being nice and uh, help and just being helpful in general can can take you so much further than uh, being guarded and and like closed off from the world. Yeah, spot on. Kim, how can people connect with you online? Yeah, um, our our website's just been got a fresh new face look on it. So that's yoursocialvoice.com.au. And on pretty much every single social media profile, I'm at Real Kim Barrett or forward slash Real Kim Barrett, depending on where you're going. I'm big on Snapchat at the moment. I'm having a bit of fun on there, apart from the fact it's chewing all my um, my data and my battery. But um, at Real Kim Barrett on Snapchat as well. Awesome! I will get those in the show notes so people can uh, find you and connect. Awesome! Thank you so much. You're very welcome, and thank you for being on the show, Kim. It's been a lot of fun, and I'd love to have you on the show again to catch up and see how you've been. And uh, seriously, when you, when you come to New York City or Philadelphia or Baltimore or DC, let me know because I I live right in the middle of all those. Awesome! I will definitely take you up on that. I'm planning a trip there, possibly later this year, early next year. So uh, I will definitely hit you up. Oh, sweet! That'd be awesome, man. Let me know. Uh, thanks again for coming on the show, Kim. You're welcome. Thank you so much again for having me. It was, uh, it was awesome. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Dreamers Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Dreamers Podcast. Join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Dreamers Podcast. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the Dreamers Podcast, please send an email to j at jpar.co. This podcast is copyright 2014 by jpar.co.